0: You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge. Tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. It all started with I guess the stars are night just right. Been a disaster my whole night. I wish this wasn't like me. I'm such a freaking Pisces. So oh hi. Welcome to the astrological New Year's Eve. Pisces season. February 19th, all the way to March 20th. We are entering the 12th and final sign of the zodiac, Pisces. You know how the month of December is known as the The end of the year, and it's a time to party and celebrate, but also get really reflective. And a lot of people who suffer from seasonal affective disorder, especially for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, December can be a really tough month where it's like all of the holidays and things get brought up surrounding our family situation, our friend's situation, and then it's the darkest month of the year. And we're just, everyone collectively, both hemispheres, we get really reflective in this month. Thank goodness for the Sagittarius sun. That gives us a little bit of optimism there, but it's tough. But that month, we're usually being very reflective. Okay, did I accomplish everything I wanted to in the previous year? If I did, I feel like I should dream bigger now, but if I didn't, I feel so sad. I feel insular. I feel like, oh, how can I change things for next year? We get a little melancholy. We get a little reflective. This in astrological terms, is Pisces season. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Lightworkers Lounge. I'm your host and astrologer, Stephanie Powers. Remember to leave a review wherever you're listening to the show, share it with friends who are getting interested in astrology, with family who really wants to get to know their moon sign, and... Book your own private reading at lightworkers-lounge.com or click Learn Astrology and pay a one-time fee to have access to over a hundred videos of me teaching you astrology. Okay, Pisces season. Happy birthday, Pisces. Your season is the season of I dream, right? Going back to that analogy of it being the New Year's Eve of the astrological season, this is a time where we're dreaming. We may feel more isolated during this time. Some random illnesses. We're more susceptible to random illnesses that come out of nowhere. Colds, flus, too, during this. It's like the bacteria and the viruses that we can't see sneak into our body when we can't see it. It's like a secret. And then we get all mucousy, and we got to just isolate ourselves and be sick in bed for all day. This is also Pisces season. But aside from that, it's the season of I Dream. I'm dreaming. My head's up in the clouds. I'm thinking, what do I want to do this year? What do I want to accomplish? Then comes airy season, and we dive off of the cloud and into the work, into the sunrise. You know, I always liken Pisces season to that what is it called, quiet hour, dark hour, between like 3 and 4 a.m., that sweet time where introverts, empaths, people who love getting up before the sunrise, there's a reason why, and it's because the world's asleep, energies are dormant, soft souls around this time of day can move without fear of the density of earth. It's such a sacred hour to get up between, I'll I'll push it. I'll say like 3 and 5 a.m. This is that quiet hour. This is a spiritual hour. This is a, whoa, I don't need to turn my phone on yet. Nobody's driving around. You don't hear sirens. The neighbors aren't up and moving. There's no school buses, ambulances. It's just chill. It's peaceful. It's extremely quiet. And then all of a sudden you realize all of these different thoughts come to me at this hour. It's like my subconscious finally gets all the overstimulation turned off and the real me comes out. Uh Aha, this is Pisces. Pisces are vibrationally aware. They're unmutable water signs, so their feelings change as much as the energies they pick up on around them. Pisces is a water sign, and their ruling planet is the god of the sea, Neptune. The quality is mutable. So like we were saying, their feelings change as much as the energies they pick up on around them. They have a mutable quality to their emotions. So Pisces can be known as the sweetest, softest artists, or they can be known as the meanest, most dramatic, intense bullies. Their emotions are very mutable here. Their sister sign is Virgo, and this is always the axis, the sister signs, right? The signs that are exactly opposite each other in the sky. That's called your sister. This is always the sister duo that I have trouble until now, of course. It took me about five years of doing astrology professionally to understand, ah, this is the axis of Virgo and Pisces because they're so different. I think of all the other sisters of the Zodiac. I think Capricorn Cancer. Well, it's pretty obvious. That's mom and dad. (laughs) That's work and home pretty obvious. I think of Gemini and Sagittarius. These guys are both the intellectuals, the I'm down for anything. Let's go have fun. Let's go socialize with everybody. Everyone's my friend. I think of Scorpio Taurus. These are more of my homebodies, my hard workers, my loyal people. It was always easy to decipher the sister signs until I got to Pisces and Virgo and I, it just couldn't click. I'm like, these two just don't mesh (laughs) until now. This is the axis of healing mind, body, soul. We are in such an era collectively right now where we understand your gut needs to be healthy, but also your energy needs to be just as healthy. And usually they work in tandem. If we are surrounding ourselves with low vibrational people, with people with such heavy negativity, dense energy, people who you can tell they, like everybody else, have picked up so many wounds along the way of being human, but they have not let it go. If we're all Walking around Earth with a backpack, most of us understand rocks will be thrown in the back and it gets heavy sometimes, but we can take a break, take a moment to pause, turn around, unzip meaning face our shadows, and take the rock out and continue on our life's journey a little lighter. And then there's some people who absolutely refuse to stop on the trail, take the backpack off, turn around and face it, unzip it. And even though they're scared and they don't want to look inside because a snake could bite them or something, they don't want to pull the rocks out. And so people just keep throwing rocks in. They go through a breakup. They go through a death. They go through something grief. They go through a financial difficulty in the rocks. Just keep piling on in their metaphorical life's backpack. And they get so heavy. And they think people can't see it or feel it. But boy, they do. Especially they got Pisces in their chart. So the mind, body, and soul need to be healed in order to reach that state of enlightenment or ultimate health. And Virgo and Pisces say, come one, come all, come into the kingdom of healing. Virgo says, all right, your poops are not looking good, friend, and we will not get anywhere with our mental health if we don't have that perfect poop report card, if we don't have our menstrual cycle, perfect 28 days, if we don't... To clear up our skin because our skin issues, acne, rosacea, eczema, this is just really buried anger. And so let's make sure we have the right foods that aren't triggering you to have these skin inflammations. And I'm going to send you to my sister over there. Her name's Pisces. And she's going to ask you the questions like, hey, skin issues are a result of anger. You're not releasing anger. You're not standing up for yourself. You probably have no boundaries. Let's talk about why. Okay. It looks like you have some psychic attacks on you from people who are dark. I know someone who's a professional at cord cutting. Let's go do that. And so the Pisces Virgo sister sign dynamic just kind of ping pongs you back and forth with let's heal the physical and the emotional. Voila, we have ultimate health. So it's the sign of healers. Yes, Pisces is an emotional, spiritual healer. Virgo is the physical healer. Pisces rules the feet. They rule the feet. Go look at a Pisces sun, moon, rising, or someone with a lot of 12th house of Pisces placements and give them a foot rub. Ask them how their feet feel. Advise them, if you're listening to this and you're a Pisces, foot reflexology will be your best friend. Or if you have a little Pisces child before bed, give them a little foot rub. Ooh, with some magnesium oil to calm the nervous system. It's amazing for Pisces. But I always pick out Pisces placements by their eyes. My goodness. If eyes are the window to the soul, the sign that rules all of the souls is Pisces. You can see it in their eyes. They are either deep light blue or dark blue like the ocean, the Caribbean Sea, or if they're brown or green, it's the most beautiful shade of those colors or the shape of their eyes sometimes quite literally looks like fish. Big, round, just piercing, staring at you. It's such a beautiful trait that I love of Pisces placements are their eyes. The Pisces symbol is two fish tied together. Right, think of fish, they are free and open in the sea and they're just going where the current takes them and they like it like that. But they're tied together, bound to the rules of earth, meaning the human body. Pisces loves marijuana, mushrooms, ayahuasca, alcohol, sex, social media. They love those things as a break from the density to just fantasize and romanticize. And we'll get to the ultimate love with Pisces. They love that. But then they realize, wait, there's rules here. Oh, wait, I can't sit on social media all day. I have to do, I have to run some errands. I have to do my job yours. Oh, I fell in love with that person, but they're with someone else. Oh, they're married. And while I would love to just jet off to have an affair with them and just go off to a private island and just do our Pisces and other dimension thing, I got to respect that they're married and i got to respect time and earthly rules. Hopefully they will end the relationship so that it is morally, ethically correct for us to then pursue our little beautiful Piscean affair. But in the interim, that being bound to earth, being bound to the human body can ruin the fantasy, and a part of sneaking around is the fantasy. So we'll get to that in a minute, but that is another symbol of the Pisces fish. I just want to be in the ethers. I want to live amongst the stars and the sea and... (laughs) They love nature, by the way. But then they realize, wait, I have to pay taxes. And so, shoot, I need a job. Ah, bound to earth. Can we balance the two, says the symbol for Pisces. It's been said that those born with a Pisces sun have lived lives as every other sign. So people with Pisces suns are very often called old souls, They're wise, full of wisdom from all the previous lives as a Capricorn, a previous life as a Libra, as a Virgo. They've done it all. This is their final season finale of a whole series of 12 episodes, meaning one episode for each sign. Pisces suns are done. This is their finale to really say, okay, did I learn the lesson of each sign? Let's see. And because of this, a lot of Pisces are just tired. They are tired. They come back to Earth as little Pisces babies, and they're like, again? Really? 12 times in a row? This better be the last time because I'm tired of this whole earthly thing. I got to study humans again. I got to work with their wounds and their thoughts and their emotions again. I have to live through really hot days and really cold wind again. They just want to tap out. And it's because of this, they're like, well, at least there's such things as coffee. At least there's such things as sex. At least there's pills that can make me feel a little different. Oh, cannabis is still here. Great. Can't wait to use that again. Oh, to tap out of this frequency. You know how if you get no sleep one night because maybe your kids kept you up or your dogs or your cats or neighbors, you just couldn't get any sleep. And then you know you have a full day coming up the next day, and you're like, oh, my God, of course. The one night that I really need to get sleep, I get none, and I got to get up at 5 a.m. to be on the road by 6 to start this long-ass, like, great, just my luck. But then you're like, okay, okay, no more pretty party. I'll get up early, hydrate with lemon water, maybe do a cold plunge, maybe even get in a little 10-minute workout to just treat my body with some love, and then I'll get double-shot espresso in my coffee coffee, man. It'll get me through the day. I'll be all right. Pisces feel that way about life. (laughs) The ways most people feel of, whew, got no sleep. Tomorrow's going to be rough, but that's okay. I'll get home and I'll go to bed early. It's fine. Pisces kind of feels that way about life as a whole. And as a result, they can fall into the frequency shifters: drugs, alcohol, sex, affairs, pills, food, sugary food, sweets, especially, social media. They need these things to kind of feel like, man, the humdrum, the the nine-to-five capitalistic society. Is capitalistic a word? <laughs> I can't do this. I'm too tired. Like, When do I get time to just chill and daydream, look out a window without somebody needing something from me, without saying, oh, shit, well, I got to get to work. I should leave now. The traffic's usually bad at this hour. When do I ever get a chance to just be? Poor Pisces, man. I think about them a lot. I think how on earth are Pisces people, whether it's in their sun, moon rising, or their personal planets, how on earth are they functioning in a society like this that is so like you got to make money and then you got to pay things and then you have to show up for all these different responsibilities and just the age of technology alone i laugh hysterically at how many passwords i have to remember for absolutely everything and then i saw something the other day here in the united states that um states are slowly going to make our driver's license an app so if you get pulled over or if you need to show identification, you pull it up on an app, which I think is cool because how many people lose their wallet or forget it at home and it's like, oh shit, if I get pulled over, I don't have my license and now it'll be there. But I'm like, oh, yep, another password, like my password book since the internet became really popular in like 2007, 2008. is ridiculous. <laughs> <sighs> how do Pisces function? go ahead, Pisces. Are you guys a part of the newsletter? I'm going to write that right after this to come out on Monday at midnight tomorrow. And I'm just going to ask you, Pisces, how do you function in this world? This really fast paced, someone, something, always needing something from you world about my Pisces are going to write in like, dude, I tapped out a long time ago. I live on top of a mountain, and I grow a garden, and I have cats running around freely, and I just do my thing. (laughs) I don't have any social media. I just read your email once a week, and that's about it. (laughs) Can I come hang out with you? I think I'm really stepping into my north node in Pisces now. Like, you know what? I need to spend most of my days zoning out. And then the other half, of course... That fish, that line, that string in between the fish, I got to come down to earth and make money and go to the grocery store in order to go vibe out on my mountaintop garden. But I don't want to be down at the grocery store living in the city, going here going there, doing this, doing that, and getting another password to remember. I want to go chill on top of the garden. (laughs) Pisces North Node activated. You know, a lot of times, our North Node from birth until age 30, we don't resonate with it. Oh my God, if someone would have, they did. You guys know the story. When I saw a psychic at like 18, 19, she told me, you're going to work in spirituality. And I burst out laughing. If I would have been sipping water, I would have spit it all over her face. Like, you're funny. I'm going to be a DJ because that's always what I wanted to do is work in the music industry and DJ. And uh, I'm, I've never been baptized, lady. I've never been to a church session in my life. I was raised by this thing called an Aquarius. You think I <laughs> think I follow God? <laughs> I don't hate them. I just don't think about them. Nothing wrong. I think it's so beautiful. I think Christianity and when people believe in Jesus and God is beautiful. I love when people have faith in something unseen and that it moves them. I beautiful. It doesn't resonate with me the Bible and church sessions, but I I just I'm moved to tears when I see it move other people. So but nah, lady, I'm not going to work in spirituality. I looked at her and I said, "You think I'm going to be a nun?" Look at me in my black leather jacket. I don't know it yet, but I have a Scorpio moon. Like I'm not going to be confined and living under the rules of some preacher man. <laughs> Joke's on me. Here we are. But, uh, your North node, my North nodes in Pisces. And so of course she was just reading psychic energy at the time, but my birth chart confirms it. North It's my spiritual destiny to have this Piscean way of life. And, uh, you really start to feel your north node after your Saturn return. If you have planets conjuncting, meaning sitting on top of it right around it, you usually don't feel your north node until about 43, 45-ish is when you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense now. I'm naturally gravitating towards that. And guys, this is what I love about astrology is that no matter what you do, of course you can work with the energies, but at the end of the day, guys, feet on the ground here, you're gonna do what you're gonna do. No matter what I say, other astrologers on TikTok say, no matter what your parents say, your friends say, you're going to do, how many times have you been in a relationship or a friendship that your other friends or family were like, dude, no good. No bueno, no esta bien. Like, (laughs) when are you going to, if I have to hear you complain about this one more time, oh, there you go. You're going right back. You don't care. You're on your own soul's journey. You're figuring it out. I think what most of us just need is someone that says, hey, I'm not going to tell you you should or you should be doing this or that. I'm just going to be here to love you and remind you of your power. But everything else you got to figure out. No one's going to do anything for you. No one's going to rescue you. No one's going to save you. No one knows what you need, right? Just to love you unconditionally through your ups, through your downs, through the good choices, through the bad choices, just through all of that and watch the magic unfold with your own destiny when you know that... We were talking to a friend, and I've heard this on podcasts too before, people who are really successful. They normally have parents who, even if you fuck up, your parents are like, hey, uh, this is home for you. And so if it ever gets hard, you, you just come right back, okay? Get back up on your feet and go out in the boxing ring of life and try again. Just having that thought of my parents love me, if I fuck up out here, I go right back home, hit reset. Rather than the like Capricorn-style energy of parents saying, get out there and be an adult. Don't mess it up. If you if you mess up, that's too bad. You got to figure it out, kid. Right? There's such power and that feeling, right? One parent, one person's family is telling them, hey, it's hard out there. We're always here for you, okay? Like home is home, and that's where your heart will always be. So if you need to rest, you come right back versus the family that's like, hey, don't fuck it up. And hey, we need help with financial over here. So not only do you need to get out there and make it on your own, you need to come back and help us, take care of us, parent us, financially help us. Oh my God, that pressure is more than likely going to get you into some really sticky situations to where you sit there and you cry and you say out loud, I want to go home, but you don't even know what that home is. But you can't not say it because your soul is just tired and it's like, I want to go home. I don't know where that home is. What is home? I've never had that. So what am I talking about here? This is all Pisces energy, guys. Getting a little off topic here, but this is Pisces. I want to go home. Well, is it another galaxy in the stars? Is it your home constellation that you come from? What is it? Palladians? Are you a Palladian? I once walked into a, uh, massage therapist's office in Panama City Beach. And, uh, I just wanted a massage, maybe a little Reiki work in between. You know, I, I think that—that's another podcast. But I walked in, and she just looked at me and went, "Oh!" <gasps> I was like, "Hey, hi, <laughs> what's what's the gasp?" And she was like, "The geometric pattern above your head." I was like, "What?" I like took off my beanie, like, "Huh?" Nope, this is just a solid green beanie. She was like, "You're not from here." I was like, "Oh, I know. I am tired. I know." <laughs> And she just mentioned this wonderful, like rare constellation that I was from. I was like, yeah, sounds about right. (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, so that resonates. That was like such a Pisces exchange right there, right? Pisces is like their Aquarius neighbor. Nothing's really weird to them. I don't think you can have a Pisces say that's weird. Aquarius is like, whoa, tell me more. I'm an air sign. I want to talk about this quirk in you. Pisces is like, That is quirky in you, and I love that about you. In fact, that's amuse. That's kind of inspiring. I'm going to create a character for my next romance novel about that. (laughs) Similar, right? Sometimes with Pisces, they can be grumpy. They can be rude. They can be bothered by people. Just, I'm over this stuff, man. I unconditionally love people, and they don't love me back. I tell myself, if I'm kind and just accepting of people, they'll give that back. And then Pisces fails to realize that string between their fish of like, nope, people will use you. People will use you for your unconditional love, Pisces. They will use you for friendship. They'll use you for sex. They'll use you for money. They'll use you for all kinds of things. Welcome to earth. It's fun, huh? And then that's when the Pisces really starts to fall into their vices of like, what? Are you serious, dude? Like, I can't unconditionally love someone and they'll give it back oh no, what's the point of being here then? I thought we've learned these lessons. Golden rule. It's because of this that sometimes Pisces, a lot of times, don't feel at home on earth. They don't feel at home in the real world. So as you guys listen to this episode, whether or not you've got Pisces in your chart or not, think about this energy with you. Ignore your birth chart for a second. Do you feel any of these things? about yourself. Because even if you don't have any planets in Pisces, Pisces rules a part of your chart. Maybe it rules your friendships house, maybe it rules your career house or your fifth house of fertility, creativity. And this is why I'm going to plug myself real quick, but also this, this is why it's so important to invest in a private birth chart reading. If you're serious about taking in all this information from us astrologers, it is so important that you work with one of us one-on-one, to say, okay, Pisces rules my house, Leo rules my house. Even though we don't have any of those, it's still a part of my chart. Now that I know this, I can listen to all these astrologers and read all this astrology text with discernment, and it'll make way more sense. Lightworkers-lounge.com. Click on Birth Start Readings. Use your podcast listener discount code GRATITUDE. So of the water signs, since that's Pisces, they share this element with Scorpio and Cancer. Scorpio says, I see, like, oh, I'm always analyzing things. I don't trust you. And this is why. Oh, I see what you're trying to do there, says Scorpio. Cancer says, I feel that you're mad at me. And normally I'm right. I feel like you're not telling me the truth. And normally my feelings are right. And then Pisces comes into the watery mix and says, well, I believe that we can fix this problem and unconditionally love each other no matter how big the problem is. I believe that my art can move the world. I believe and have faith that I can get paid very well for putting my art and my spirituality, my unconditional healing energy out into the world. I believe in you, says Pisces. And what Ooh, gives myself the truth bumps to have someone look at you and say, hey, I'm not gonna tell you what to do, where to go, who to be. I believe in you right now as who you are. I believe in you. That's love right there. That's Pisces, right? So this is why it's important to know your chart because if you don't have any Pisces placements, but you're like, okay, Pisces rules my 11th house of friends. Well, I really need to hear from my friends and also give to my friends just saying, I believe in you. You don't need to tell me all the details of your relationship. I don't need to know. I believe in you and I believe in you achieving anything you want, friend. I believe in you to get yourself out of any situation, friend. Right? That's how this stuff works. So out of the mutable category, the mutable signs, we've got Virgo, Gemini, Sagittarius, and Pisces. Virgo says, Well, I'm mutable earth. I feed off of others' actions. I'll become the five people that I work around. Gemini says, well, I feed off of other people's words. If I'm around really smart intellectual people, guess what? I'm going to be the smartest in the room. If I'm around people that gossip all the time and run to me with their relationship and friendship and family shit... I'm going to be shallow and gossip all the time. They get to choose. Sagittarius says, Well, I feed off of others' experiences. And their laughs, of course, but I feed off of others' experiences. If I'm around people that d- want to buy material items and not spend that on plane tickets, Airbnbs, on experiences, I'm going to go with that. And Pisces says, I feed off of others' feelings. You are the empath, the emotional sponge. You are leading the front lines when it comes to empathy. You become the emotions of those you surround yourselves with. So if you hang out with, you got a group of five friends and they're all just depressed and they mope around and they do drugs and they're like, hey, it's been a long week. Oh, society's going to shit. You want to come over? I got weed. You're going to say yes. And then you're going to become mopey and depressive and good luck saying, you know what? No, I want to work out. I want to get up at sunrise and not just feel so shitty and go make myself a sugary drink. I'm going to go f- work out. I'm going to call my Virgo friends. I'm going to go exercise. Pisces feeds off of other people's feelings. And so this is a sticky situation because Pisces never wants to tell their friends who are depressed or anxious, like, hey, you're not doing anything about this. And I'm feeding off of your emotions, and it's making me depressed and anxious, even though other facets of my life are really amazing. I'm gonna set a boundary. Oh gosh, I'm gonna set a boundary, and I'm gonna go take care of my feelings. I'm gonna go isolate myself for a bit and figure out what do I actually feel? Not what my best friend, my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother, not what they feel. What do I feel? You know, I always in reading, sometimes I'll tell my Pisces placements, hey, when you go run errands or when you're on public transportation, whatever it may be, wear a baseball cap, wear a beanie, wear something that covers your head. I once had an incredible therapist in person who I worked with for a whole year out in Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, she was a beautiful African-American woman from Africa. And she always wore these beautiful head wraps and she always had these gorgeous different patterns on them. And so finally, once we had, you know, comfortable camaraderie between each other and trust, I was like, okay, I got to ask, is this a part of your culture? Is this because you're just gorgeous? Oh, she was wonderful inside out. And she was like, no, I didn't, you know, usually I don't wear these all the time. She said in my therapy sessions, I do because I'm such an empath. I will absorb all of the pain and the tears that are pouring out of you, I'll take it on as my own. And so I block my crown chakra here, my vessel of taking in energy. I block it so I can remove myself from really just swimming in the emotion and getting drowned and lost in it with you. And I can be your therapist, your guide to say, okay, here's what we need to do. And I was like, wow, amazing. And, And it's just one of those things I'll never forget. And so... Here I am walking into H-E-B here in Texas wearing a baseball cap (laughs) as a result. So Pisces placements, this is especially important for you to block that, right? If you know you're going to hang out with some really emotional people or go somewhere public where there's happy people, sad people, angry people, jealous people, block that precious crown of yours. Ooh, and block those beautiful Pisces eyes with some sunglasses. (laughs) Scorpios rejoice. Okay, ancient astrologers usually referred to Pisces as the sign of sorrow from self-undoing. The sign of sorrow from self-undoing. Joanna Woolfolk says in her book, The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need, that Pisces can be the creator of their own downfall. Whoa, Pisces, do you feel called out? Pisces can be the creator of their own downfall. So a major lesson for Pisces is to analyze All of the weak behaviors and choices that got them to their current reality. And then, work on self-doing. Okay. Well, I slipped up and didn't put a boundary there. I fell in love with that person, even though all the red flags were flashing before me. Gosh darn it. I reached for the cupcake instead of the apple. Dang it. Why did I do that? I need help with addiction. I didn't reach out for help because I don't want to admit that I have one. Dang it. Uh, Pisces has to learn strength. You're very lucky if you've got Pisces mixed with some Aries or Capricorn in your chart. It really helps. But they've got to work on self-doing, my Pisces people, because you're here for such an important lesson to unconditionally love, to forgive, not necessarily take people back, but to practice and by, lead by example the art of forgiveness and unconditional love. It's not easy, man. The shit people do to us is hard. It's evil at point. It's just evil. Right? Pisces must learn that setting boundaries with people and yourself is a must, right? Of course, I've been working with everyone who's got their Saturn return right now, which would be Saturn and Pisces people. And I just tell them, right, based off of the house their Saturn sits in, hey, are we setting boundaries with ourselves or with people in this area of life? Because this is all we got to do is set some boundaries. And a lot of times when your Saturn is in Pisces, you want to become the rescuer for Piscean type people, which can be beautiful but if it doesn't come with guidelines, boundaries, and timelines, you can find yourself falling victim to the energy that you're trying to heal in those very people, right? So seeing people for who they are, not who you romanticize them to be, so much easier said than done, but this is a key factor for Pisces, right? Seeing yourself for who you are and seeing yourself for what people would collectively agree on about you, not just who you think you are. Oh, look at all this nuanced Pisces energy, right? So during Pisces season, all of us can say, all right, who do I need to set boundaries with? And what in myself Do I need to set boundaries? Have I been eating a little too much sugar? Have I been reaching for the fried food a little too much? Okay, slow down. What's going on? Why am I reaching for those things? What's happening? Seeing people for who they are, not who you romanticize them to be and deciding where to place them in your life, if at all. During Pisces season, can you see yourself for who you are? This is not easy. This is really hard. You've got to have some confidence and some self-love in order to really practice this one. But What would all of the people that have been in your life, whether they remain here or they're in the past, what do you think they would collectively say about you? Right? If you were to interview all your old friends from the past, whether they just drifted apart or whether it was a friendship breakup, is there something that they would all agree on? Yep, she ghosts people a lot. Yep, she can be really mean and snappy. She can, you know, what what would they say? There's always something. None of us are perfect. We always have flaws. But can we love that part about us? Can we accept that part about us and say, okay, it sucks. I'm not just going to accept it and say, well, that's who I am. So deal with it. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to be mutable water with it. I'm going to orbit it a little bit and look at it from all sides and angles and see, huh? Okay. Let me go deep here. Let me see. Where did I get that? part of my personality what can I do to switch it up a little bit Uh uh-huh Pisces can have a fierce emotional response to people when they inevitably show them who they actually are human this is the Pisces energy that fantasizes and romanticizes people and deep deep down Pisces are smart okay they're not just all wishy-washy artists oh no they are they're water signs you can't sneak nothing by them they already know (laughs) And so Pisces can sometimes get themselves into affairs and say, well, I know they're married with children, but they love me. We've got something spiritual. This is my twin flame falls under the Pisces umbrella. They're different. This is a different type of relationship. All the while knowing this is wrong. This is not This is not going to end good. How a relationship starts is usually how it ends. Oh, once I get them and they're in my possession and the lust wears off, I realize, shit, we got together because they cheated, which means they could cheat on me, too. <gasps> Way a burst a Pisces bubble there. But Pisces can have a very fierce, again, their water signs, emotional reaction to people when they see you're not the romanticized version. You're a human who lies to me, who uses me, who does things and has to apologize for them. Gas. Yes. This is where Pisces can sometimes have that reputation for being bullies, for being very ungrateful. They don't understand when they turn around and look back at all the rocks that they've thrown at people, all the damage and the fires that they caused in the name of following lust, in the name of following a spiritual connection, hurting people as a result because they were too headed in the clouds there. They can really start to feel bad because, again, they're water signs. And so when they have to own, hey, you've cheated on people and you have really fucked them up. You've caused them trauma and hurt their hearts, made them distrust people. The very emotion that you try and run away from with substances. You've been the cause of that for people. This is really hard for Pisces to accept in themselves. They have to be very gentle with it. Similar to their Virgo sister sign, Virgos will just criticize themselves and say, well, I'm a piece of shit, so I just give up because this is awful. No, I'm perfect. I don't hurt people. People hurt me. Pisces has that same mentality, right? The self-undoing. It's like, well, come on. You know, you would get the love that you wish for and dream of if you were to do the earthly, not so sexy things like set boundaries, like say no, like work on your own character flaws, Right? Right? So to Pisces, save those fantasies for your art. The thing you are most gifted at. All forms of art, of artistic creative expression. If someone calls you a bitch or says you've traumatized me, Pisces, become one in your creative essay. Become one in your painting. Paint what she looks like. Be that vixen. Ooh. Write about the future that you envisioned and swore you'd have with someone but never got. Write a poem about it. Create poetry about the one that got away, right? If there's someone you're falling in love with but they're already taken and the earthly pursuits say someone's in a committed relationship, you do not enter in. You respect those boundaries, right? This is a universal law. If someone's committed to someone, don't butt in. Don't do that. That's a sacred thing between two people. Let them handle it. But write about it. There's nothing stopping you from creating the best Netflix series ever over writing about the love that you want but can't have. Write about what if it did happen. What if you did have an affair and break up a marriage or a partnership. Write about it. You guys are creative and we all love to take it in because no one has that connection to the other realm like Pisces does. And of course, this goes for everyone with their birth chart. So anyone close to a Pisces knows just how gifted they are. They are so gifted at art. They are so gifted at having a connection to spirituality. They're very psychic with this energy and don't even realize it. And they're so gifted at making you feel seen and very special to them. Now, whenever you study Pisces and you read about it and you hear about it, the number one word of the disempowered sign of the sign that you hear them being called is like my pug snoring in the background, lazy. L-A-Z-Y. Pisces are lazy. And it's because they can fall to their addictions, to their vices. And a lot of times it's really just depression. It's just plain old depressive, slump, mopey feelings because the energy of the world is too heavy. Wait, I have this grand idea. I can fall in love with it. Oh, a Pisces, when they're in the honeymoon phase of a relationship, is just a walking rainbow. Oh, it's beautiful energy. But then reality slaps them in the face and all of a sudden you're pooping with the door open and you can't figure out how you're gonna afford groceries next week. Wait, where's the love? Where's the lust in the honeymoon phase of that? Oh, depressive. They can fall into a depressive state when they realize no one was what they fantasized about and that animals are suffering and children are not eating and the world is just so evil and there's nothing they can do. So they go take a nap. (laughs) So they sleep in until noon. I will say in all sense of the word laziness, Pisces, because I do medical astrology readings, Pisces are the number one sign of all ages that need sleep. They've got to clean that beautiful subconscious of theirs that absorbs all the energies of the collective of the people around them. Sleeping is our subconscious time to do some housework and clean up, get density, get heavy negative things out of there. And so as a result, if you know someone who's got Pisces heavy in their chart, let them sleep, buy them a sleep mask, buy them a sleep sounds generator (laughs) Get them the comfiest, most expensive soft sheets, nice silk pillowcase. Let them sleep. Don't tell them they're lazy. Get up. Don't take a nap. No, they need to. It's very important that Pisces get rest. So let's wrap this up with some Pisces season journal prompts. So no matter if you've got Pisces in your chart or not, during this season, the last season of an astrological new year before we go hot and heavy into airy season on March 21st and we begin a brand new cycle, think about these prompts. It's 3 a.m. You can't sleep. You're home alone, got the house to yourself, and you have nowhere to be tomorrow. What do you do? What do you find yourself doing? If you wake up and write, what are you writing about? When you're sitting and watching the dark night sky turn blue, turn purple, turn pink, right before the sun cups up and all of a sudden cars are, the headlights are out and people are moving and the animals are chirping and walking around and energies kick back in. What's going through your mind and your heart? Try that. Try that. Just one time during Pisces season, try to wake up at 4 a.m. and stay up. See, especially if you've got the house to yourself. But if not, get up and journal and do something. Go for a walk outside at 4 a.m. And feel that Pisces energy. Reflect. Go cry. Go beat yourself up for a second, but then give yourself a hug and say, hey, it's all right. The ultimate apology for when we cause someone trauma Is changed behavior. You know, there's some severed relationships that we all have. We all have them. Some relationships that just went too sour, that got too hot too quick, and we had to cut it off, and we can't go back. We can forgive, but we cannot invite them back into our lives. And we understand, like, fuck, I really played a role in that. That sucked. Okay. Even if your role was just inviting them into your life, when deep down you knew, man, I don't think I should be kicking it with someone like this. Ooh, I don't think I should spend time with a person like this. I, I think this is a little out of my league, over my head. But you know what? Unconditional love. Fun. Laughter. It's all good. We'll get through it with this. Unconditional love can heal all, right? No. Not always. I heard this on a podcast, and I, I believe in it. I do believe that there are some people, some souls, sadly, that are just so dark and ruined that there's no coming back. And they've just got to ride it out until it's time to go. And then you get the choice of whether you want to ride with that or you want to just say, hey, I will always love you, but I can't. I, bye-bye. There's the door. And lock it. For good. What have the voices inside your head, inside your gut, been telling you? You guys hear me say, whispers will turn into a roar, and then you have no choice but to jump off the cliff and soar. So if you have any whispers right now, right? Because this is always going to change as we evolve and grow and enter new chapters and phases of life. What are some current whispers in your head telling you? What are some dreams and some fantasies that you cannot shake off that you're like, I have no idea how I'll ever get to that point. I have no idea how that will even go. But it won't go away. I'm starting to see it in faces. I'm starting to see it in places and maybe it can be a reality. What are those things? Write them down. There's such power in writing things down on paper, right? This is the Virgo Pisces dynamic. I've got these ideas generating in my mind, but put them on paper like a Virgo would. It really shows you the activity in your mind when you can look at it on paper. Who is no longer in your life, but you still love them unconditionally? Romantic, platonic, friendships. It could be someone that passed away or it could be someone that you just faded out from. Someone you got in a nasty fight with and it's over. doesn't matter. Who do you reflect back on with so much love and a smile? What about them do you love? What about the dynamic with them do you love? Right? And lastly the season finale of 2023, technically, but it's the season finale of the astrological zodiac year since last March. So really reflect on last March because it was quite the month for all of us. We had some major transits. Pluto moved into Aquarius, Saturn moved into Pisces. It was a tough, very big month. And that is when this astrological new year kicked off, was last March. So think about March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, up to right now. What's life been like? What's one thing that you are so proud of yourself for making it through? Draw a big heart on a piece of paper. Draw it in the air with your finger if you're driving. And just give yourself some love and pocket that triumph or when you go through the next, because they're always coming, right? But give yourself some gratitude and some love for making it through whatever you had to go through. Give yourself a big hug for all the happy moments, all the new friends, all the new loves, all the new success and achievements and the moments of, I did that, that was great, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of myself that you just went through. And then, of course, last but not least, it's Pisces season. Dream spend a little less time out in the world with friends and a little more time with just yourself to see who am i what do i want what are my dreams if i'm not surrounded by people influencing what i say and do to those questions pisces loves isolation can't get too much can't get too comfortable with it because we got to go out and socialize right but Spend this time going to a silent retreat, going to therapy, canceling plans, saying, hey, I love y'all, so I'll catch up with you in Aries season, but I'm going to go, I'm going to spend some time alone. Oh, I dare you during Pisces season to go book an Airbnb for a weekend by yourself. Nobody comes with you. Go buy yourself a new journal, fancy new pen, your favorite snacks, and just go hole up. No Wi-Fi, no TV, I dare you. To see what comes out. Ooh, and when you do, wake up before I am oh, in a new place, no influence of other energies around you, and see what comes up and what comes out in Aries season after this one. It's been a pleasure guiding you guys through the 12 months of this Zodiac New Year. I look forward to seeing you for the next episode on Aries, where we will kick off a brand new astrological new year together if you want to come see me to wrap up this astrology new year with your birth chart to see what could be coming up for 2024 and 25 for you lightworkers-lounge.com click on birth chart readings i love you guys happy birthday pisces i'll see you next episode bye